Love Talk Radio.
God, we're grateful because if it had not been for you, we would not be here. We opened our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength in our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life, eternal life, God. We pray, oh God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God, let your anointing that resonates in this place even now. God, let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord. But we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's, God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord, where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you're no short of your promise, Lord, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, and give us a refilling, Lord, that when we leave here today, Lord, huh? we can leave with your anointing, Lord, huh? that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, huh? they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. Huh? In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Huh? We thank you because you are a healer. Huh? You're the God that healeth thee, huh? and healing is in your wings, huh? and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. Huh? You're able to save our troubled souls, huh? and in the name of Jesus, huh? bind every demon, Lord, huh? every demonic force, Lord. Huh? God, that comes to keep us uh, in the same place, Lord. Uh, we're willing, God, to surrender uh, and say yes to your will, Lord. Uh, we're willing to turn our lives, God, uh, over into your hands, Lord. Uh, because we come to the place, God, uh, where we realize like never before, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, more than anything we know, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, while men are trying to find, God, uh, solutions to this chaotic world, God, uh, we're looking to you you, Lord, because we know for every right desire, there is an answer, and Jesus, you're that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our trouble.
troubled lives, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I thank God for prayer this morning. And uh, that was Pastor Mark Hinton. And uh, I love that prayer right there. I could pray it all day. I could listen to it, you know, all day. I could add stuff to it in my prayer. And so I'm just grateful. I tell Almighty God for great communication with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Welcome to Jesus in the Morning. I'm your host, Evangelist Barbara Titman of Freedom Doors Ministries, and I come to you live each weekday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today is May the 23rd, 2023. Look at this. Look at this. Already, five months and 24 days into this new year. In the month of May for me, it ran really fast. I looked up, it was May 1st. Now I'm looking, it's May 23rd. My, my, my. That's quick, fast, and in a hurry. God is doing some things. And uh, we thank him for another Tuesday more. Excuse me. Thank him for waking us up, closing our right minds. We have the use and activity of a glory of our limbs, life, health, and strength. Somebody didn't make it this morning. They didn't make roll calls. Somebody went into the hospital. Some, some, somebody went into a nursing home. But God blessed us to be here this morning. Hallelujah. And we want to tell him thank you. Oh, yeah. We want to pray for the sick today as well. Ask God to touch and heal bodies, touch and heal minds and lives. Yeah, because he's the one that's able to do it all. He's got all power. There is no higher power. Jehovah God. Woo. I'm so grateful I know him for myself this morning. Yes, Lord. And so I just thank him and give him glory, honor, and praise, and worship him in spirit and in truth. For there's none like him. Hallelujah. All power is on our side. Some days I think of it, and I, I know I get beside myself. All power is for me. The God that have all power. And he said, if he be for me, which he is, He's more than the whole world against me. All power. Yeah, all power. And it just makes me someday just lift my hands and tell him thank you. 
Some days I just sit to the counter and just tell him, thank you. Yeah. Shante was sharing some stuff with me yesterday and telling me how blessed I was. And all your life, Mama, you've been blessed all your life. And that thing caught up in my spirit. And the spirit of praise came on me. I couldn't help myself. But tell him, thank you. She talking and I'm praising. Because as she talking, I could see the blessings of God in my life. The blessings of Almighty God in my life. I got one problem. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work on this thing. It's just not easy because of what I love, food. I'm back on that again. <laughs> and I need to lose the weight. If I lose the weight, I'll be healthy. And I lose, I lose, because, you know, you fast, da, da, da. But guess what? When I come back, I can come back with a vengeance. Yeah. So some things today I'm throwing out, throwing them in the trash. I can't give it away. It's used too much. So I'm going to throw things out of here, and I, I went on already and purchased fresh vegetables. We back to them. I got to eat them. I eat vegetables, but I don't think I'm eating enough because I believe if I eat more vegetables, it will replace me wanting uh, yellow rice. That's full of sodium, packed full. And, you know, you tell yourself sometimes, well, you're putting turkey, you're just eating turkey, fish, and chicken. No, you'll eat some beef, too. And when I tell you when you're able to eat the good of the land and you can cook and bake, oh my, that's not an easy thing. I can remember Sister Jerry say she loved mounds. You know, the, uh, I think it's, I don't know if it's by Hershey. It's rich coconut, rich uh, coconut, sweet and good. I love it myself, but I love the almond joint. Well, uh, a mound of dark chocolate poured, poured over the coconut. She loved those. Guess what? I make them from scratch. <laughs> and last week, I wanted one. I just went in and made me one. I had the coconut bakers. And I, I didn't use the, the dark chocolate. I used milk chocolate. And I just drenched it in milk chocolate and just enjoyed myself. But see, the problem is it won't be a half a mound. It might be two that I eat. That's too much. Yeah. So y'all pray for me again. I'm back on that journey. Food is the food is just conquering me. Yeah. And uh, I have to let it go. And when I get so far, I know my limit now. Oh, uh-uh, you better back up. Back up and get off of this. I put something out yesterday that tells about your eyes, your skin. Uh, if you got these problems, then this is wrong. If you got that problem, that's wrong. So I'm paying attention from us because I have got to make some changes. And if I want to continue to get around and go and travel and, you know, drive myself places, then I have got to lose the weight. Yeah. Because once you eat certain things, you become sluggish and lazy. That's because you're eating the wrong thing. Sugar is no good for us. It is very addictive. Very addictive. Yeah. And I, I enjoy sweets. 
Yeah, homemade from scratch. And uh, all that have to go. It's, it's just got to go. And every time I get to that limit, I go back. Yeah, you got to let that go, sister. Yeah. But God is faithful. And I am blessed. And I thank him for being blessed. Many of us are. We're all blessed to be able to come. We're all blessed to be able to walk, talk, eat, smell, taste. Some people don't have those luxuries, those blessings of God. Bank right. Yeah, everybody don't have the blessings of God in the way. But he blessed us and we want to reach out and tell him thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you for another Tuesday. Thank you for waking me up. Thank you for being clothed in the right mind. Thank you for the activities of my limbs. Lord, I can pick things up. I can put things down. I thank you, Lord, for a roof over my head, food on my table. Yeah, begin to get personal. Tell God thank you. Tell God thank you. Tell God thank you. And the more you thank him, the more he's going to bless you. I know we've heard when the blessings of the when the praise go up, the blessings of the Lord come. And I want to come down upon me in my house. So I got to do the praising if that's what I want. I can't depend on your praise. I got to open my mouth and praise him for myself. He's my best friend. He's a friend that sticks closer to a brother. Closer than a brother. Closer than a brother. If we'll trust him, he'll move. Hallelujah, Jesus. If we trust him, he's going to move. He may not move as fast as you want him to because he's got perfect timing. But if you trust in God and you have the patience to wait on him, he is going to move. It's a spiritual move. He's a spiritual God. Hallelujah. I get excited right there. Why? Because he has done it for me. He's doing it for me. And he will continue to do that and much greater things for me. When the sun come out, that's a great thing. I know y'all don't see the great blessing in it because we're so used to it and we take it for granted. When it rains, he's watering the earth. Don't you know he's doing great things for us so that the trees can live and we can breathe, so that plants can live and we can breathe, food can grow. When the moon come out at night, it cools the earth. Yeah, it cools. I don't care if it was freezing in Alaska. When the moon come out at night, it gets colder. The temperatures drop, and it cools Alaska. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. And we shouldn't take nothing with, you know, with him for granted. Nothing. Daylight is a beautiful thing. I can see where I'm going. I don't need a light or a flashlight. I just need to go. <laughs> God is perfect, and he gives perfectness to his people. We just need to learn to accept what he allows and learn state we are in, be content. Now, if you're sick, no, no, no. We know we got to pray you out of that. Yeah. We got to pray you, pray that illness away. Because that don't feel good, and you can't do what you usually would do. You may not be able to get around like you used to because you're sick. But if you're in a situation 
and God allows you to be in that, tell him thank you. Now, if it's abusive, if it's hurtful, painful, no, 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 I'm not talking about nothing like that. I'm talking about situations. It may be a family member dying. You got to accept that. And you got to be content that they went on because there's nothing you can do about it. So why not accept what God allowed? Or we better off anyway. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm grateful unto him. Listen, if you have an iPhone, um, there's an update. So you may want to update your iPhone. Uh, uh, Sister Dot blessed me with every update, basically. We have an update. We have an update. And that let me know it's time to go in into general and software update and update my phone. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there this morning, too, and not be selfish. If Sister Dot tell me about it, and I don't ever tell anyone else. Most times I forget. Yeah. Good morning, Sion. God bless you this morning. Yeah, we're moving right along in Jesus' name today. And uh, we want to talk. I wanted to put that out there about the food because I need y'all to pray for me. Yeah, that I'll go back to vegetables. I'm drinking lots of water, lots of water. Go back to vegetables and continue to drink lots of water. And I noticed I fell Saturday. Sunday, I, I noticed, you know, the right knee was sore, the left knee was sore. Uh, I hit my right shoulder and fell on the left shoulder. And when I stretched my arm out, it felt some kind of funny way. And then I hit the side of my, the right side of my face to the wall. I did not know this was, you know, going to be feeling something. And so yesterday, I would move my mouth, and the right side of my face would be sore. I'm like, what is this? And it, I remember, you fell, you nut. <laughs> you fell. And so I, um, no swelling in that, but swelling in the knees. Yeah, and I could feel the, a little tenderness in there, and I still a little sore. But I'm good, I'm good. I'm walking around, I'm good. I, you know, I can do whatever I need to do in here, mop, sweep, whatever. But um, God is safe. He is that. He is faithful. And I thank him for it. I thank him for it. And thank him that I didn't really hurt myself when I fell. But my foot got caught up under the carpet runner. And I was like, well, maybe your feet too big and the shoes too big. <laughs> Watch where you're going. Yeah, take your time. Because I was rushing into the office to get some tape. And... uh. The Lord blessed me to get up off that floor, y'all. I didn't tell you, ooh-wee, but he blessed me. And so even as uh, Shante was telling me how blessed I was, I, I was thinking on all of that. Lord, you've been blessed me to get up off the floor. I didn't have to call anybody because my watch was on the counter where my phone was. And I needed to watch it, although I was close to the office where I have the alert set up still. They would have had to come and find a way to get in the house, yada, yada, yada. So I didn't even go through that. Yeah. So I, I, I said, Lord, help me today. And when I first fell, that thing hurt so bad, the shoulder, the knees, even higher. And the side of the face, at that point, I'm like, oh, this hurt, Lord, help me. And he did. Calm down. Calm down. Relax. Calm down. And it, it started feeling better. 
I did. I started plotting and planning, Lord, how to get up off this floor. And he blessed me. He showed me how to get up. And so I'm so thankful unto him. Yeah, it can injure you, Brother Lewis. He said, Shara broke her femur. Remember that? We remember that, Brother Lewis. We remember that from the fall. Yeah. And so we have to be careful. That's what I tell Sister Jerry, hopefully, every day. Jerry, be careful. If you don't have to go and do nothing, sit down somewhere. Yeah, don't don't be with all that moving around and I got to go in the kitchen and cook and I'm walking fast. No, sit down. She will be all right in Jesus' name. Yeah, because you could break something. You break a hip, oh, Lord. They tell me that takes forever to heal. Yeah. And so, and then as you get older, your bones somewhat get a little bit more fragile. I mean, we take bone stuff, you know, to strengthen them and everything, because the doctor get that to you right now. But still, you're getting older. And I know people, you know, they fix the outside, all the shots and the swelling of the face to knock the wrinkles out of it. But look, your organs inside are still getting older. Yeah, you can't make them back brand new. And people do all kind of stuff. But I want to eat the right food, take the right vitamins, exercise, and do what I got to do and live and work unto the Lord. My reason for living, I want to work unto him. I want to keep working unto the Lord. Again, this morning, I love going to the prisons. Yeah. And I may have a new connection to a new prison. You see, God is faithful. God is faithful. He just needs some willing soldiers, some willing workers to go in the harvest, in the vineyard, and work with the harvest. Yeah. And not be afraid. Because what you're afraid of, you're blessing people. If I get somebody even on the shoulders, not quite on the same page, and they want to start some trouble, I get rid of them quickly. I, I just move them right on off. Because it's not about me seeing and improving with you. Either you let God or you don't. And if you don't, I pray for you and keep it moving. And every now and then you may come back to mind. I pray for you and keep it moving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No need to fight. No need to fuss. Yeah, I'm not a Sadducee. I'm not a Pharisee. Yeah, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I believe that God so loved the world. He sent his only begotten son that whoever believe on him won't perish but have everlasting life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Listen, what? Louis, you ain't got to show out like that. I think there are five prisons in Jasper. All right, because I'm, I'm, I'm researching something. I talked to the man yesterday, L.A. Davis. I got a chance to actually, uh, Robin Lynn put me in touch and we video chat. And I got some information and he's willing to bless me and I'm willing to be blessed with land right there in Jasper. Yeah, it, what Robin Lynn was talking about for her is in Texas. He did her Texas and he blessed me in Florida. A wonderful man. I like L.A. Davis. Yeah, not not because he's a giver, but I see the change in his life. God is doing something really in him, and so I'm grateful. Me and Robert Lee going back and forth yesterday, quoting scriptures. He looking. 
I bet he said he's too women here crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, he probably didn't. But I thank God this morning. But listen, we're back in Exodus this morning. I wanted to bring Robin in yesterday and, you know, just share a few things and a few laughs with her. It had been a long time since she and I had been in contact. A few years, matter of fact. But uh, today we're back in Exodus. And Israel done come out the wilderness. I mean, done come out Egypt. They done went through stuff, and God done had Jack Farrell up several times, and each time he hardened his heart again. I couldn't imagine that. That had to be miserable, too. That couldn't have felt good. Grasshoppers everywhere, flies, lice, my cattle dying, and my land tore up. So we know God got all power. And look what happened. He went, no matter what, he was not willing to let Israel go, the children of Israel. We got to see how all of this come about with Moses. Yeah. And in the initial beginning, we got to see them, them 12 tribes. And on through there, how bad they treated the children of Israel. We got to see that when Moses went and told him what God said, Pharaoh hardened his heart and got angry. Who is who is this God? I don't know him. Now he's going to make the children of Israel find their own straw and, and stuff they need to work to make brick for him. But God sent death. Sent that death angel. He, got, he, he prepared Israel. Cover them doorposts with blood. Don't have nothing living in your house. Make a meal and eat it and have a meal just enough for every family. Don't overdo it and don't keep it. After they got through obeying God and everything, he got them out of that. The deaf angel come and start knocking off, I call it. The oldest started killing them. They started dying, in other words. And they got out there in the wilderness. And boy, they was excited and praising and praising Moses and Aaron, and they was just excited. When they looked back, here come Pharaoh. Boy, they got upset. Moses, you brought us out here to kill us? Were there graveyards in in, uh, Egypt? What? Just a few minutes ago, you was all excited. You was all happy to be free. Now, you see Pharaoh, but God told Moses to stand still. And see his salvation. <laughs> Remember that Moses' family was out there too. His sister, all of them was out there. But God said, stand still, Moses. And he opened up the sea. He made a straight path down the sea. Dry land. The waters just stood up on both sides. Gone through. Took the children of Israel on through. So we're looking at verse 14 now. And uh, the Lord said, he spake unto Moses saying, hold on, I got to get my parallel view. I left it off. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Okay, so we're at 14. And we're going to the basic English Bible. Okay, so, and the Lord said to Moses, 
give orders to the children of Israel to go back and put up their tents before Pahalos, between Middal and the sea, in front of Baal Zephron, opposite to which you are, to put up your tents by the sea. Yeah. Y'all build your stuff right here. Put it right here. Right here by the sea. And Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are wandering without direction. And they are shut in by the wasteland. <laughs> he spoke bad on them. They went through some things. But look here. Follow the instructions of God and make things easier. It may have been wandering or wonderful and and this and that. But if you follow in the instructions of God, you're going to be all right. So he told them where to put up the tents. You know, you're out of there now. Do what I'm telling you to do, in other words. And verse 3 says, And Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are wandering without direction. They are shut in by the wasteland. Verse 4, And I will make Pharaoh's heart hard. Again, look at this, and he will come after them, and I will be honored over Pharaoh and all his army, so that the Egyptians may see that I am the Lord, and they did so. Huh? I'm going to show things, just like with Lazarus. Jesus could have got there earlier and prevented all of that. But for the sake of testimony, for the sake to glorify God, God allowed him to stay there and pass and die four days and was buried. Jesus simply went to the tomb and said, Lazarus, come forth. He got up in the grave clothes and lived again, came forth. Abraham said, ask this question, is there anything too hard for God? And we need to ask ourselves these questions today. What I'm going through, is there anything too hard for God? Is this too hard for Almighty God, Jehovah, that have all power? Yeah. I'm going through something. They, they said they're coming to take my car. But is, is, is there anything too hard for God that he can't allow me to keep the car? He'll raise money up for you in your mailbox to make the note so nobody will touch nothing that he gave you. But we got to believe, trust God, and have patience. Yeah. Now, if it's sickness, I'm crying to the Lord. I'm straight up crying. Yeah. Because that don't feel good. If I'm hungry and I don't have no food, no way of getting, I'm crying to the Lord. See, that's a difference than talking to him and go to him crying. That's just like me. When I went to my dad crying, uh-uh. Oh, wait a minute. What's wrong with my baby? Who did something to my, what my baby needs? I cried. So when we cry to the Lord, he's looking around, my children, what, what, what my daughter needs, what my son needs. Wait a minute. Because his eyes are in every place. He's beholding the evil and the good. He already knows, but he wants you to tell him what's wrong. Open your mouth to God. I know some of us got the little quiet, dead ministry, but no, it, it, it's not time to be quiet and dead. 
It's time to cry out to God for what you need. Tell him exactly what you want. Lord, I don't want this sickness ever to come back again. Lord, I need you to fix my heart. And Lord, I need you to regulate my mind. Let this mind be in me that was also in Christ Jesus. Relationship. You're working with it. You don't sold out to him. You don't believe nothing but him in a way. But you believe God and what his word says. Too many tricks out here now. I, I noticed they had an a, a, a app, and this app changed your pictures. The picture was taken in color. You can change it to black and white. The picture was taken on a rainy day. You can make the sun shine in the picture with the app. Got to be careful. The scriptures say, watch as well as pray. And one thing about the God that loves us, he's not going to let anything slip upon us. So four says, and I will make Pharaoh's heart hard, and he will come after them, and I will be honored over Pharaoh and all his army. Look here, I have more power than them. I'm going to show you my power over Pharaoh and his huge army that I allowed so that the Egyptians may see that I am the Lord and they did so. Huh? Verse 5 says, and word came to Pharaoh of the flight of the people. Pharaoh and of his servants about the people was changed. And they said, why have we let Israel go so that they would do no more work for us? Pharaoh said, am I crazy? <laughs> ah. Verse 6 says, so he had his war carriage made, his war carriage made read it, and took his people with him. Come on, army, we got to go get our workers back. Let's go get Israel. Verse 7 says, and he took 600 carriages, and the carriages of Egypt and captains over all of them. 600, do you see this? That means there were a lot of Israelites. There were a lot of Hebrew people. They multiplied so fast. Yeah. Verse 8 says, And the Lord made the heart of Pharaoh hard, and he went after the children of Israel, for the children of Israel had gone out without fear. But the Egyptians went after them, all the horses and carriages of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army, and overtook them in their tents by the sea. By Pahara before Belzevan. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Y'all know I got a problem with them words there. But anyway, I want to look at that and we, we'll talk about where that's located. It's because, see, like I live in a, a, a place where I'm between two towns. I'm between Orange Park and Green Cove Springs. So a lot of time when I explain the directions to people, that's what I tell them. They say, oh, yeah, I know what that is. I know what that is. Because many have come straight through Jacksonville. It's a straight shot, straight through Orange Park, straight through Fleming Island, straight through Green Coast, and on up. Because that's an easy way. If you go on up to 16, you can catch 95 south, catch I-4, and go into Orlando. So we, I'm going to look at this on the map and see where this is so I can kind of explain where they were. Yeah. Verse 10 says, And when Pharaoh came near the children of Israel, lifting up their eyes 
uh, saw the Egyptians coming after them and were full of fear, and their cry went up to God. Yeah, you see that? They cried this time. If this was a serious matter. Yeah. And they said to Moses, was there no resting place for the dead in Egypt? Remember I told you this? So there's no graveyard in, in Egypt? That you have to, you have taken us away to our, to come to our death in the wasteland. You done took us out of Egypt and brought us out here to die in the wilderness. Why didn't you just let us die? Now, they were all happy when they were set free. Pharaoh said, get up out of here. Now they're complaining. They're not crying out. Well, they got to cry out to God, but instead of crying first, they started accusing Moses. Yeah. Why have you taken us out of Egypt? Look at these nuts. <laughs> Sound like me. Oh, back in the day. Sound like me. Yeah. I'm so happy you did this. Some this time something go wrong, I go to accusing the person that done did did something that made me happy. Crazy, crazy. So, so did we say not to you in Egypt? Let us be as we are, working for the Egyptians. For it is better to be the servant of the Egyptians than to come to our death in the wasteland. Look at the complaint. Just crying, complaining and whining. Not crying, but whining. My first thought, let's cry to the Lord. And then afterwards, we can complain if we want to, but I wouldn't complain at all. I just trust God and wait on him. 13 says, but Moses said, keep where you are and have no fear. Now you will see the salvation of the Lord, which he will give you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will never see again. Yeah. You, you won't see them no more. God got something for them. It just, just stop all the complaining and the murmuring and the grumbling and uh, stop all of that. God got this under control. 14 says the Lord will make war for you. You have only to keep quiet. And see, sometimes we don't keep quiet because we believe the lie the devil telling us. We're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. No weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. We're more than comforts through Christ Jesus that loves us. We look to the hills from which cometh our help. All of our help comes from the Lord. He made the heavens and earth. But see, we don't go there. Because we believe the lie of the devil at first. And then it come to us. What? Now let me pray. It come to, oh, oh, no, let me see what the scriptures say about this. Oh, the word is in you, and it starts coming up. But sometimes that first thought is to complain and to grumble and to believe a lie of the devil. He's a liar, told the first lie. The scriptures say he's the father of all lies. Yeah. So Moses told him, the Lord would make war for you. You only have to keep quiet. I know what they said on the job, what would happen. I know when you put that application in, it looked like you weren't going to be approved for the job. It looked like you weren't qualified. I know it took a minute for them to call you to give you an interview, and then when you had the interview, you got the job. I know that. But all the time, while you're waiting on God, you're helping somebody else. You're talking to him about something else. I already got the job on lock. You went bolder before the throne of grace. 
and made your petition known and you left it with God. You didn't walk away holding on to it, but I'm going to go back and call these people. You don't have to do all that. If you choose to, that's fine because it shows the people you really want the position. But you don't even have to do that. If God gave it to you, wait on it. Job said, though it carry, I'm yet going to wait for it. I know they say you'll never get married. It's over with. Somebody told somebody you'll never love nobody again. Because you loved him so much, you loved her so much, you're not going to love nobody the same. God is able. God is able to show you not only can you love again, you can be happier than you was the first time with the one they said you were the most in love with. God can work all that out in you. He'll make war for you. You have only to keep quiet. You just need to stop grumbling and complaining and murmuring and speaking on it and negatively and wondering on it. Praise God until it comes through. Ain't no if in there now. When? Not if it comes. If I'm going to get married. No, when I get married. Again this morning, is there anything too hard for God? For every situation of yours, ask yourself that. Is there anything too hard for God? I'm looking at him delivering Israel from Pharaoh, from Egypt. They've been done horrible over there. They were suffering over there. They cried to the Lord. They didn't talk to him. They cried. And he heard they cried. He didn't like what he heard. He didn't like what he saw. But he didn't rush it. He didn't. He could have set him free that same day. He didn't rush that. Look how many famines and, and, and I mean, how many uh, pestilence they had to go through—grasshoppers and lice and all of this, blood in the water. Yeah, Egypt went through that. The Hebrews saw it, but God kept them straight now. He kept them Hebrews straight. They didn't go through that, but they got to see what the Egyptians was going through. 15 says, and the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Give the children of Israel the order to go forward. <laughs> Look here, don't, you don't have to cry to me. Tell them to go forward. I already made war for this. I already took care of this. All you got to do is be quiet. Stand and watch me work. Hallelujah. Watch my power. Glory to you, God. 16 says, and let your rod be lifted up and your hand stretched out over the sea. And it would be parted in two. And the children of Israel would go through on dry land. Look at this. He already had the plan. He already had work. Now. Yeah. 17 says, and I will make the heart of the Egyptians hard. And they will go in after them, and I will be honored over Pharaoh and over his army, his war carriages, and his horses. Where it says, I will be honored, God is going to be victorious. God is going to show who got all the power. Hallelujah. 18 says, and the Egyptians will see that I am the Lord. 
Anybody seen that he is the Lord? When I get honor over Pharaoh and his war characters and his horsemen, yes, they're going to know I am the Lord. Yeah. 19 says, Then the angel of God, who had been before the tents of Israel, took his place at the back. That's all that is. Okay. Uh, uh, then the angel of God, who had been before the tents of Israel, took his place at their back, and the pillar of cloud moving from before them came to rest at their back. Oh, God had a purpose and a plan turn that thing around. And it came between the army of Egypt and the army of Israel, and there was a dark cloud between them, and they went on through the night. But the one army came no nearer to the other all the night. No, no, no army came closer to the other army all night. 21 says, and when Moses had hand, when Moses' hand was stretched out over the sea, the Lord with a strong east wind made the sea go back all night, and the waters were parted in two, and the sea became dry land. Look at this. Look at this. 22, and the children of Israel went through the sea on dry land, and the waters were a wall on their right side and on their left side. Then the Egyptians went after them into the middle of the sea. All Pharaoh's horses and his war carriages and his horsemen. 24 says, and in the morning, watch, the Lord looking out on the armies of the Egyptians from the pillar of fire and cloud sent trouble on the army of the Egyptians. What did he say? I will make war for you. I just need you to be quiet. Already got the husband for your sugar. Already got the wife for your honey bunny. Just need you to trust me. Now, if you want to do something, go on and praise me. Go on and worship me. Go on and talk of my wondrous words. Give glory. But no need to worry. And in their case, because they had a leader right there, Moses, he said, what you crying for? They didn't even have to cry out. He already, if he brought you out of Egypt, when you got to the Red Sea, did you think he just brought you that for to leave you? No. And today he will not leave us nor forsake us. We're just waiting on him. We're just waiting on Jesus. Soon our waiting days will be over, whatever the situation is. Hallelujah. So look. 22 says, and the children of Israel went through the sea on dry land, and the waters were a wall on their right side and on their left side. I mean, that was 22. This 23. The Egyptians went after them into the middle of the sea, all feral horses and his war carriages and horsemen. 24 says, and in the morning watch, the Lord looking out on the armies of the Egyptians from the pillar of fire and clouds sent trouble on the army of the Egyptians and made the wheels of their war carriages stiff so that they had no hard work driving them when moved. Okay, maybe it loosed them. It loosed them. 
So the Egyptians said, let us go in flight from before the face of Israel, for the Lord is fighting for them against the Egyptians. Uh huh. And the Lord said to Moses, let your hand be stretched out over the sea, and the waters will come back again on the Egyptians and on their war carriages and on their horsemen. And when Moses' hand was stretched out, verse 27, over the sea, at dawn the sea came flowing back, meeting the Egyptians in their flight. And the Lord sent destruction on the Egyptians in the middle of the sea. You don't understand. You don't know how it can be worked out. You don't know when it'll be worked out. But what you do know is God is working it out. You too cried to the Lord. He heard your cry. Sometimes you didn't feel the thing was painful enough to cry to him. So you just talked to him about it. But he loved you so much. And he won't withhold no good thing from you. He knows you love him. And he called you. According to his purpose. So he going to move for you. Hallelujah. They that wait on the Lord. Oh, yeah. Shall renew their strength. Yeah. We got to wait on it. The scripture says much more than that. But that wait part is what I want you to hear. They that wait on him. Almighty God that have all power. There's no higher power. Hallelujah. Amen goes right there. So now they done got in the middle of the sea. <laughs> Followed Israel on the dry land, and when they got in the middle, the Lord put the waters, started the waters to coming back together. 28 says, and the waters came back covering the war carriages and the horsemen and all the army of Pharaoh, which went after them into the middle of the sea. Not one of them was to be seen. Oh, the water swallowed them up. They drowned. They can't come back. They did. 29, but the children of Israel went through the sea walking on dry land, and the waters were a wall on their right side and on their left side. I bet that felt magnificent. Woo! I could only imagine. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 30 says, so that day the Lord gave Israel salvation from the hands of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the sea's edge. Boy, they must have been laying out there just dead. Bunch of dead people. Yeah. And Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done against the Egyptians. And the fear of the Lord came on the people. And they had faith in the Lord and in his servant Moses. I want you to pay attention to that now. They had faith in the Lord and his servant Moses. Because we do that, we, we you know, we'll get um, excited. Well, we got to go down to 31. We'll get excited and uh, happy. And then when something don't go the way we think it should, we get upset then. We go to accusing. We forget God. We don't know that maybe we should stand still. You know, maybe stand still and know that he is God. 31 says, and Israel saw the great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Listen, that same energy we had when we were excited to come out, we got to have that same energy standing, waiting on God. 
Now is not the time to fall from faith. Because of what's coming, we're going to need all the faith we can have. All the trust we can have in God. And I know somebody may say, well, Barbara, you don't understand my parents getting it like this. My uncle, look, the scripture said, forget those things that are behind. We pressing towards tomorrow for the prize of the high calling now. We're not looking back at what was done to us because we've learned through the word and through almighty God, the spirit of God, that we must forgive. If we don't forgive, God can't forgive us. And then we got to let go of all this natural stuff and letting God come in second. Everything else in the world is first. It's your natural feelings, your natural thoughts. Everything natural is first. And then you bring God in. Uh Uh-uh. God got to be first because he want to lead and guide your life. He want to lead you into all truth. He want to lead you and guide you in the right place for his name's sake. And because his name is on it again this morning, it's going to be a blessing to you. But is there anything too hard for God? Look what Israel went through. And look what Israel asked. God brought them through the Red Sea on dry land. Pharaoh and his army drowned. So let's go over to chapter 15 of Exodus. I know I talked about this and I told you about Pharaoh and all, but I wanted to read it and update us on some stuff. And then we're going on over into 15 and keep it moving until we get to 9 o'clock, I think it is. Yeah. So look, in verse 15, in chapter 15, starting at verse 1, y'all know I have to go back and get my parallels with basic English Bible. All right. So now, then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake saying, they spoke saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Now they was happy. They they out here singing. Remember all of this. Remember they had faith in God and his servant Moses. Yeah. Now they they done got the safety. So now they 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 they, they out there singing and praising and having a little church right there. Yeah. Then Moses and the children of Israel made this song to the Lord and said, I will make a song to the Lord, for he is lifted up in glory. The horse and the horseman he has sent down in the Red Sea. He has sent down into the Red Sea. Yeah. Verse 2 says, The Lord is my strength and my strong helper. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will give him praise. My Father's God, and I will give him glory. Verse 3, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Oh, they're excited now. They're excited. Listen to the song. Now listen to the song. Pharaoh's war carriages and his army he sent, has sent down into the sea. 
The best of his captains have gone down into the Red Sea. They were covered by the deep waters like a stone. They went down under the waves. Verse 6 says, Full of glory, O Lord, is the power of your right hand. By your right hand, those who came against you are broken. Verse 7 says, When you are lifted up in power, all those who came against you are crushed. When you send out your wrath, they are burned up like dry grass. By your breath, the waves were massed together. The flowing waters were lifted up like a pillar. The deep waters became solid in the heart of the sea. Egypt said, I will go after them. I will overtake. I will make division of their good. My desire will have its weight with them. My sword will be uncovered. My hand will send destruction on them. You sent your wind and the sea came over them. They went down like lead into the great waters. Verse 11. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you in holy glory to be praised with fear doing wonders? When your right hand was stretched out, the mouth of the earth was open for them. Verse 13, in your mercy, you went before the people whom you have made yours, guiding them in your strength to your holy place. Hallelujah. 14, hearing of you, the people were shaken in fear. The people of Philistia were gripped with pain. The chief of Edom were troubled and hard. The strong men of Moab were in the grip of fear. All the people of Canaan became like water. Sixteen, fear and grief came on them. By the strength of your arm, they were turned to stone. Till your people went over, O Lord, till the people went over, whom you have made yours. Seventeen says, you would take them in, planting them in the mountain of your heritage. The place, O Lord, where you have made your house. The holy place. O oh Lord, the building of your hands, the Lord is king forever and ever. For Verse 19, for the horses of Pharaoh with his war carriages and his horsemen went into the sea, and the Lord sent the waters of the sea back over them. But the children of Israel went through the sea on dry land. And Miriam, 20 says, the woman prophet, the sister of Aaron, took an instrument of music in her hand, and all the women went after her with music and dances. And Miriam, 21, answering said, make a song to the Lord, for he is lifted up in glory. The horse and the horseman he has sent into the sea. 22, then Moses took Israel forward from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wasteland of Shur. And for three days they were in the wasteland where there was no water. And when they came to Morah, the water was no good for drinking. For the waters of Morah were bitter, which is why it was named Morah. 24, and the people crying out against Moses said, what are we to do to have a drink? Remember they said they, uh, had faith in God and his servant. Remember they were so happy. They sang songs and 
Or boy, they wrote them a song or two. But look, they didn't cry to God. They started crying out against Moses. What are we to do to have to drink? What are we to to have drink? What are we to have for drink? I'm sorry. I was looking at something else and that at the same time. What are we to do? I, I, I mean, what are we to have for drink? What, what are we going to drink, Moses, out here? It done brought us out here in this wilderness. Now we thirsty and we ain't got no water. 25 says, and in answer to his prayer, the Lord made him see a tree. And when he put it into the water, the water was made sweet. There he gave them a law and an order testing them. You hear this? And he said, if with all your heart you would give attention to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, giving ear to his orders and keeping his laws, I will not put on you any of the diseases which I put on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord, your life giver. Hallelujah. Thank you for life, God. Help us, Lord, to obey your orders. Help us to do right out here in this wilderness that we're in. Because in many of our lives, we feel like we didn't come to the Red Sea. Sometimes we get through the sea and get in the wilderness and we're just wondering. Because we haven't gone back to God for prayer. Talk to him about the situation. We haven't heard him say, stand still and see my salvation. Stand still and know that I am God. We haven't, we don't remember he said that. Because we're not looking to the hills from which cometh our help. We're looking at the situation that we're in. But again this morning, is there anything too hard for God? Hallelujah. 26 says, and he said, if you were with all your heart, you will give attention to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, giving ear to his orders and keeping his laws. I will not put on you any of the diseases which are put on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord, your life giver. What a beautiful thing. 27 says, And they came to Elam, where there were 12 water springs and 70 palm trees. And they put up their tents there by the water. Yeah. Before we grumble and complain, before we go to crying and weeping and, and moaning and not, let's go to the Lord and see what he has to say about the situation. But many don't believe that they're going to hear from him is why they try to make their own moves. Because they can't wait in faith and trust in him. So they feel like they got to make their own way. I got to go do something about this. Yeah, because see, these people, they're going to come and take my car. They're going to come and take my house. They're not going to take nothing God gave to you. Now, if you went out there and got that Benz on your own, you went out there and got that new truck on your own, you went and get the, you went out there and got that Beamer, the BMW on your own, yeah, they may come and take it. But if God bless you with that, if he gave that to you, they're not coming to get nothing. The earth is his, the fullness thereof, 
the world, and they that dwell therein. Ain't nobody coming and take nothing from you. Yeah. So we in we in chapter sixteen of Exodus, and we're going to continue to to read on a little bit more. Thank you, Brother Louis, for posting script. God bless you. And uh, I'm going to one more request this morning and uh, move on from there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't go to sleep. Ah. Nehemiah 8 and 6 and Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen. Amen. Lifting up their hands, they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. When we receive a word from the Lord, our answer should be, Amen. Let the church say, Amen. Let the church say, Amen. Let the church Say, God has spoken. So let the church <laughs> say, Amen. Let the church let them say, Amen. If you believe the word, let the whole church say, Amen. So let the church say amen. Lift your hands, lift your hands. God has spoken. So let the church say amen. No. Thank you, Lord. God has spoken. So let the church Body. 
let the church say, oh, lift your hands wherever you are and let the church the church say, all we need is what the word from the Lord, we've got it so, let the church, let the whole church, God has spoken, well, 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 let the church, let the church say, let the church say, Marvin whining this morning and that's what we got to tell ourselves I looked back there and I saw what he did for Israel he spoke 
And so today, all I got to say is amen, because I'm believing him, I'm trusting him, and I'm waiting for him. I'm not waiting for no one else. I'm not waiting on my mama. I'm not waiting on my daddy. Sisters, I'm not waiting on anybody but God. He spoke. And all I'm saying today to him is amen, which I agree with you, Lord. I trust your word. I know you're not a lying God. You have moved for me before. And I'm knowing you will move again. Hallelujah. Let the church again this morning say, the whole church, everybody say amen. Hallelujah. So we're headed into verse 16 of Exodus. And starting at the first verse, he said, And they took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Look now, after all been done, after all has been said and done, all they can do is complain. Yeah, that's all they can do now. And many times we do the same thing because we don't look back at God. We we don't we don't remember what he said. And we've forgotten to say Amen. Because he spoke. Yeah, in many instances. And he said he wouldn't withhold no good thing from us, those that love him and are called according to his purpose. So they said they had faith in God, and they had faith in the man of God, Moses, his servant. But now they done got out here. He done brought them through the Red Sea. And brought them into the wilderness. And all they had to do was continue to follow the word of the Lord. Remember what he said. Verse 2 says, And all the children of Israel were crying out against Moses and Aaron in the wasteland. Verse 3, And the children of Israel said to them, It would have been better for the Lord to have put us to death in the land of Egypt where we were seated by the flesh pots and had bread enough for our needs. For you have taken us out of this waste of of sand to put all this people to death through need of food. Now look at this. They were over there in Egypt being tortured. They were slaves. They cried to the Lord. Not only did he hear their cry, he looked at their situation. And he, and he made a way, he made a way to bring them out. This after they done come out of Egypt free. Drown Pharaoh and the army and all of that kind of thing. And all they have for God now is murmuring and complaining and whining and all of this. 
verse 4 says, Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I will send down bread from heaven for you. And the people will go out every day and get enough for the days needed, so that I may put them to the test to see if they will keep my laws or not. You see that? And on the sixth day, they are to make ready what they get in. And it will be twice as much as they get on the other days. That's verse 5. Verse 6 says, And Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, This evening it will be clear to you that it is the Lord who has taken you out of the land of Egypt. So see, a lot of times we forget and we are confused now. We're no longer getting what we want, so I, I, I need to complain. And the pastor said this, and the prophet said I would get that, and the prophet said this. I didn't get it yet. That's, that's grumbling and complaining on God's word. Because what he wants you to do is have faith in him, trust him, and wait on him. Yeah. Lord, you said you were going to give me the job that people ain't called me yet. Lord, you said you was giving me a husband. Ain't no man even approached me yet. You said you was giving me a wife. I don't see no woman I like. Complaining. Even use his word against him. You said train up a child in the way he should go. And when he get old, he won't depart from it. My son is 35, and he's still cutting the food. But God spoke. God told you. But you don't understand. Now, when he spoke about the money, you got the money. Oh, you were so, so happy. Because he moved quickly. When it's taking longer than you want it to, then we want to complain. Israel. The Hebrew, yeah, you're Hebrew and you're spiritual Israel. And you're acting like them when we do this kind of stuff. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, forgive us. And help us to remember your word. And help us to say amen when you speak and remember it. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Eight says this. Well, seven. In the morning you will see the glory of the Lord. For your angry words against the Lord have come to his ears. And what are we that you are crying out against us? You see? Now he done told God on you. He done told on you. Not that God didn't see and know. But the servant of the Lord told on you. And he says, and Moses said, the Lord will give you meat for your food at evening. And in the morning bread in full measure. For your outcry against the Lord has come to his ears. Well, what are we? Your outcry is not against us, but against the Lord. You hear that? You're not crying out against the pastor, the prophet, the prophetess. But you you, you, you against the Lord because of what you, you're saying. You got to be careful. And Moses said to Aaron, verse 9, Say to all the people of Israel, come near before the Lord, for he has given ear to your outcry. Now they're grumbling and complaining and, 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 and all of this, and yet God is going to bless us. We do all of this, and yet he still want to bless us. It's that love he has for us, for he so loved us. 
Verse 10 says, and while Aaron was talking to the children of Israel, their eyes were turned in the direction of the wasteland. And they saw the glory of the Lord shining in the cloud. 11 says, and the Lord says to Moses, the outcry of the children of Israel has come to my ears. Say to them now, at nightfall, you will have meat for your food, and in the morning bread in full measure. And you will see that I am the Lord your God. Many times God give us what we want. And he's hoping that we will see that he's our God and he yet loves us. He want to show us there's nothing too hard for him to do. But we're so caught up into what we want. We got our natural eyes looking at the negativity. And we don't let the spirit man work for us because if we do, we're going to know that God is going to send his salvation. He's going to bless us. Patience. Let patience have a perfect work. We may be entire and wanting for nothing. But many times we can't get there because we too busy holding on to the situation and looking at it. He said we could come boldly before the throne of grace and make our petition known unto him. But what we do, we call ourselves taking our burden to the Lord, but we don't leave him there. We hold on to him and every now and then opening a hand looking at him. Oh, they say on the 24th, they're going to take my car. The day the 23rd, God ain't moved yet. We still on the 23rd. You got to 12 a.m. that night before it turned into the next day. There's no telling what God can do. Unexpected money. Unexpected phone calls. Unexpected trips. God is able. And again, this morning, there's nothing too hard for him to do. So in 13, and it came about that in the evening, little birds came up. And the place was covered with them. And in the morning, there was dew all around about the tents. 14, and when the dew was gone, on the face of the earth was a small round thing, like small drops of ice on the earth. 15, and when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, well, they said one to another, what is it? But they had no idea what it was. And Moses said to them, it is the bread which the Lord has given you for food. Look at this. 16, this is what the Lord has said. Let every man take up as much as he has need. As much as he have need of. At the rate of one omer for every person. Let every man take as much as is needed for his family. Instructions, instructions is very important. 17 says, and the children of Israel did so, and some took more and some less. 18, and when it was measured, he who had taken up much had nothing over, and he who had taken little had enough. Every man had taken what he was able to make use of. Every family, every household got what they needed. Them that needed less, they got less. Them that needed more, they got more. And when it was all said and done, they used up what they had. 19 said, and Moses said to them, let nothing be kept till morning. More instructions, more instructions. 
But they gave no attention to Moses, and some of them kept it till the morning, and there were worms in it, and it had an evil smell. And Moses was angry with them. Didn't God tell y'all don't keep nothing till the morning, get rid of it? But they just had to try it. They just had to try. God told you don't get with that man. Don't get with that woman. After you got with, put them out your house. Go on about your business. Don't say that on the job. Don't talk about the super, supervisor to the other co-worker. No, you can't do that. So it come up with worms in it. It come up with an evil smell. And God may get angry. Yeah. 21 says, and they took it up morning by morning, every man as he had need. And when the sun was high, it was gone. So they learned that every morning we're going to get what we need. And by the time the sun come up, we don't want no more laying around. It's going to be gone. 22 says, and on the sixth day, they took up twice as much of the bread, two almonds for every person. And all the rulers of the people gave Moses word of it. 23, and he said, this is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a day of rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. What has to be cooked may be cooked, and what is over put on one side to be kept till morning. Instruction. 24 says, and they kept it till the morning. And Moses said, and no smell came from it, and it had no worms. And Moses said, make your meal today of what you have, for this day is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not get any in the fields. 26 says, for six days you will get it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will not be any. 27, but still on the seventh day, some of the people went out to get it, and there was not any. Didn't he tell them? Won't follow instructions. 28 says, and the Lord said to Moses, how long will you go against my orders and my laws? Yeah, because I'm sure Moses was hot. I'm sure he was 38 hot. He was mad with the people. Disobedient self. 29 says, see, because the Lord has given you the Sabbath, he gives you on the sixth day bread enough for two days. Let every man keep where he is. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. Now, on the seventh day, they went out looking for it. He told you, hey, get enough for two days. And he showed them it won't be no worms and no evil smell. But no, they had to go out on the seventh day. So the people took their rest on the seventh day. And, the, and this bread was named manna by Israel. It was white like a grain seed. And it taste was like cake made with honey. Oh, I bet that thing was good. Woo-hoo. 32 says, and Moses said, this is the order which the Lord has given. Let one omer of it be kept for future generations. So that they may see the bread which I gave you for your food in the wasteland when I took you out of the land of Egypt. Keep some. Put it up. Put up one omer. 
so that the people can see, the generations that come can see what I gave y'all when y'all was out here in the wilderness. Yeah. So they can see what I did when I took you out of the land of Egypt. 33 says, and Moses said to Aaron, take a pot and put one omer of manna in it and put it away before the Lord to be kept for future generations. Anybody know where manna is at now? Mm-hmm. 34, so Aaron put it away in front of the holy chest to be kept as the Lord gave orders to Moses. And the children of Israel had manna for their food for 40 years till they came to the land with people in it, till they came to the edge of the land of Canaan. Now an omer is the tenth part of an ephah. Look at this. Look at this. And, Lord, we the same way. We do the same thing, God. We grumble and complain, and we don't follow your instructions fully. And time something happens, Lord, we're ready to accuse any and everybody. We're ready to accuse the pastor. We're ready to accuse your prophets and prophetess and, you know, your people, Lord. We're we, we just ready to show out. I'm not going back to church no more. I'm not going to pay my tithes and offering over there. Or we do all kind of stuff, say all kind of stuff. And a lot of times we say stuff, don't move our lips. But it's in our heart. And God knows the very intent of our heart. Yes, he does. And he wants us to get it right with him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So look, we at uh, Exodus 17, starting at the first verse. And uh, in verse 1, it says, And the children of Israel went on from the wasteland of sin by stages as the Lord gave them orders. And put up their tents and reaped <clears throat> them. And there was no drinking water for the people. Here we go again. Verse 2. So the people were angry with Moses. <laughs> and said, give us water for drinking. And Moses says, why are you angry with me? And why do you put God to the test? Why do you keep on with the foolishness? Anything you wanted, he, he supplied. And if some of y'all would take the burden off of me and pray, and pray for yourself, it would help me out. I'd give the instructions of God, y'all disobey, but then come up angry with me. Yeah. In other words, y'all let the devil use you out here in this wilderness. We're going to be out here longer than we should. And the, verse 3 says, and the people were in great need of water. And they made an outcry against Moses and said, why have you taken us out of Egypt to send death on us and our children and our cattle through need of water? My goodness, he got them out through the Red Sea. But before they entered, he, they were out there telling him, wasn't it enough graveyards in Egypt? Why he had to bring us out here to die? Now here they back with the nonsense again. Verse 4 says, and Moses, crying out to the Lord, said, What am I to do to this people? They are almost ready to put me to death by stone. <laughs> Verse 5, And the Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people, and take some of the chiefs of Israel with you, and take in your hands the rod which was stretched out over the Nile, 
and go. Remember, he told him to stretch the rod out over the, the Nile River and it turned to blood. Yeah. No no longer water, but blood was in it. So he told him to stretch out that the, the, the same rod that you stretched out over the Nile and go. Verse 6 says, see, I will take my place before you on the rock of horror. And when you give the rock a blow, water will come out of it. And the people will have drank. And Moses did so before the eyes of the chiefs of Israel. 7 says, and he gave that place the name Massa and Meribah. Because the children of Israel were angry and because they put the Lord to the test saying, is the Lord with us or not? Now, he done did all of that for you. And some people like that. They just got to keep seeing the move of God constantly. They can't just have faith. But now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And see, if they don't see God moving, they lose their mind. They go back to their flesh. They go to the soothsayer, the witch doctor, the voodoo doctor, the root worker. They, they change uh, God. Now they're with the Muslims. Uh, they might go over to the Hare Krishna if they still around. It's been a while since I've seen them. Or some other religion. You were non-denomination and now you went over to Methodist. You was Methodist, now you went over to Baptist. Just all kind of stuff. Because you, you got to put God to the test. He, he got to constantly move for you. Uh-uh. Faith, trust, and patience. Faith is hoping. Trusting is letting go. Waiting is we're only waiting on God. We're not rushing nothing. We're not anxious for nothing. We're going to be still and know that Jehovah is God. Verse, verse 8 says, Then Amalek came and made war on Israel, resident. 9 says, And Moses said to Joshua, Get together a band of men for us and go out, make war on Amalek. Tomorrow I will take my place on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. If you remember Amalek, that's the same king, what lineage of king, that God told David to go over there and destroy. And David let the men talk him, and God told him, don't bring none of the spoils back. Don't bring nothing that the Amalekites had. Leave that over there. Kill everything over there. Don't leave nothing living. They went over there and saw the spoil and brought it out of there. David then brought the king out of there and at his table. The prophet Samuel come through and said, David, why you why you disobey God? I did what he said. He said, Well, David, why do I hear this bleeding of sheep in my ear? The men wanted to bring the spoil out, so they brought the spoil out. David, what is this Amalekite king doing at your table? The prophet Samuel fell on the king with the sword and killed him. Right at David's table. He killed him. That's what God said to do. Yeah. 
And Moses said to Joshua, get together a band of men for us and go out, make war on Amalek. Tomorrow I will take my place on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. Verse 10 so says, so Joshua did as Moses said to him and went to war with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. 11 says, now while Moses had, while Moses' hand was lifted up, Israel was the stronger. But when he let his hand down, Amalek became the strong. Long as Moses held that rod up, they was winning. He got tired, let his hands down, the Amalekites began to win. Verse 12 says, but Moses' hand became tired. So they put a stone under him. And he took his seat on it. <laughs> Aaron and Hur supporting his hands, one on one side and one on the other. So his hands were kept up without failing till the sun went down. Oh, Israel was winning. Yeah. 13 says that Joshua overcame Amalek and his people with the sword. 14, and the Lord said to Moses, make a record of this in a book so that it may be kept in memory. And say it again in the ears of Joshua that all member of Amalek is to be completely uprooted from the earth. Then Moses put up an altar and gave it the name of Yahweh Nissi. Yahweh Nissi. For he said, the Lord has taken his oath that there will be war with Amalek from generation to generation. Yeah, they, they had some problems with them Amalekites. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Let's see if we can get one more in. Let's see if we, let me see how long, 18 is and then we'll decide if we to go with verse 18 or wait until tomorrow and I'll come back to it. I hope you're enjoying this. Now, I do. I, I know everybody have different ways they learn and, you know, different things they teachers They enjoy teaching the, the word or sharing and encouraging and inspiring. But this has blessed me and I am grateful this morning unto the Lord to be able to read it. Yeah. And I thought it, you know, was a good thing where he put it, gave it to me to read it with you. Yeah. And some people never read the book of Exodus. Some people, you know, may have never got in there and, you know, did some dissecting and things. But God is faithful. God is faithful. Let's see how many verses we got here. Um, oh, that's not many. All right, let's try to finish this up before 9, and I'll open up the studio. So looking at verse 18 in chapter 1, uh, now news came to Jethro. Remember that, I, that was Moses' father-in-law. News came to Jethro, the priest of uh, Midian, Moses' father-in-law, of all God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, and how the Lord had taken Israel out of Egypt. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her away. And her two sons, one of whom was named Gershom, and he said, I have been living in a strange land. And the name of the other was Elizer. But he said, the God of my father was my help and kept me safe from the sword of Pharaoh. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife to where Moses had put up his tent in the wasteland. 
by the mountain of God. And he said to Moses, I, your father-in-law, have come to you with your wife and your two sons. And Moses went out to his father-in-law and went down on his face before him and gave him a kiss. And they said to one another, are you well? And they came into the tent. Verse 8, and Moses gave his father-in-law an account of all the, that all the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians because of Israel, and of all the troubles which had come on them by the way, and how the Lord had given them salvation. How many can talk to your father-in-law like that? Yeah. And Jethro was glad because the Lord had been good to Israel, freeing them from the power of the Egyptians. And Jethro said, Praise be to the Lord who has taken you out of the hand of Pharaoh and out of the land of the Egyptians, freeing the people from the yoke of the Egyptians. Now I am certain that the Lord is greater than all gods, for he has overcome them in their pride. Verse 12, Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, made a burned offering to God, and Aaron came with the chiefs of Israel, and had a meal with Moses' father-in-law before God. Now, on the day after, Moses took his seat to give decisions for the people. And the people were waiting because Moses, from morning to evening, at 14, and when Moses' father-in-law saw all he was doing, he said, what is this you're doing for the people? Why are you seated here by yourself with all the people waiting before you from morning to evening. And Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people come to me to get directions from God. I know what he's talking about right here. I do know what he's talking about. 16 says, and if they have any questions between themselves, they come to me, and I am judged between a man and his neighbor, and I give them the orders and laws of God. And Moses' father-in-law said to him, what are you doing? I mean, what you are doing is not good. Your strength and that of the people will be completely used up. This work is more than you are able to do by yourself. Give ear now to my suggestion, and may God be with you. You are to be the people's representative before God, taking their causes to him, teaching them his rules and his laws, guiding them in the way they have to go and making clear to them the work they have to do. Verse 21. But the rest, but the rest, but for rest, but for rest, take from among the people able men, such as have the fear of God, true men, hating prophets wrongly made, and put such men over them <clears throat> to be captains of thousands, captains of hundreds, and captains of fifties, and of tent. I'm dry. 22 says, and let them be judges in the causes of the people at all times, and let them be put before you all important questions, but in small things, let them give decisions themselves. And this way, it would be less hard for you, and they would take the weight off you. Yeah. So Jethro told him to assign captains over people. And if it's a big matter, it can come before Moses. 
If it's small, they can work it out among themselves, <clears throat> which was a great idea in my book. It took the weight off of Moses. Yeah, because he had the burden of them being angry, the burden of making sure they were fed and had water and, you know, stayed on the right track with God. He encouraged them and reminded them. Because if not, these people would have been something serious. And and it reminded me when I was in Alaska, I had a following there. And when I got ready to leave, I would call the different churches I had associated with and let them know I was leaving and that people needed somewhere to come. And they told me, no, we'll send them roughnecks over (laughs) the unruly people over here. I'm like, what? That's what the church and the pastor for. And these people are not unruly. You know, they're not roughnecks. But see, they wanted certain people in their church, what they would consider to be civilized, you know, tithing off and paying people. And uh, people who could work for them, people who could help them grow their ministry. You know, they didn't. They didn't really want the people who were seeking after souls, because the people that have been under my ministry, that's what they did. They would tell everybody they came in contact with on the job. You know, at the school, wherever they were in college, wherever they were, you know, they would share the goodness of God. Many of them was in the military, had quite a few sergeants. And they would tell other sergeants. I remember one time I I needed to move back in the day, I think we called it a china cabinet. It was big and very heavy and bulky. And I needed that moved. And I didn't have nobody to move it. And I told this one sergeant, I said, Kim, I need to have that move. She said, okay, I'll bring uh, two soldiers and move it. Well, she didn't bring two soldiers. She brought two sergeants. And they moved it. And I was witnessing to them. And one told me, he said, well, tonight I didn't plan to uh, come to your Bible study. He said, I'm going to the Blue Moon, the Blue Loom or whatever it was called, some club. Next week I'll be here. The other one said, well, I can't promise when I'm coming. But uh, they tell me you have some good stuff going on here, and the food is excellent. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, two sergeants. And this one would tell that one, and that one would tell this one. And the, in the house, it grew so I didn't have enough room. I had to stop people from coming because it had reached capacity. And the fire marshal, they wasn't going for it. Can't have all them people there. All in the foyer, people. Yeah. But if you do this and God gives approval, then you will be able to go on without weariness. weariness. And all this people will go to their tents in peace. Yeah. So Moses 24, Moses took note of the words of his father-in-law and did as he had said. 25, and he made selection of able men out of all Israel and made them head over the people, captains of thousands, captains of hundreds, and of fifties, and of tens. And they were judges in the causes of the people at all times. 
the hard question they put before Moses. But on every small point, they gave decision themselves. And Moses let his father-in-law go away, and he went back to his land. When that beautiful the father-in-law come out with real love for the son-in-law and give the son-in-law some great advice. And when the son-in-law took it to God, it was approved. Uh-huh. But I believe the son-in-law knew it was from God because he needed to be freed up. That, that, that was a super heavy burden, all them people. That was a lot of people. Israel, it was a lot of people. You're talking about being fruitful and multiplying. Oh, that was that is. Yeah, God people. Hallelujah. And so we thank God this morning um, for the book of Exodus. And that the topic today was this. Exodus after being set free. In other words, Israel after being set free. The children of Israel had made it out of Egypt, walked through the Red Sea on dry land, further into the wilderness. God gave them yet more instructions to follow. But now what? They done got out of Egypt. Now what? Yeah. And so I thank God. I thank God for his word. I thank God for being on our side. And what he did for them, he can do for us. He's the same God back then as he is today. Mm -hmm. The only difference is this, not in God, but in us. We come to him when we want something. Yeah. A lot of times we don't remember him. We remember what we want from him. Yeah. Because as a human, many times we use people. And so in using people, we're accustomed to that. It's a habit to us. So we think that we can do God the same way, the same. He's a spirit. He's not a human. He's got all power. There's no higher power. So we can't use God. And I know many of us, we think we, you know, might be using it. But God loves us and he blesses us out of his own will. And he don't withhold no good thing from us. And he shines on the just as well as the unjust. Paul. Yeah. Again, this morning, the good, the bad, and the ugly. He loves us all. And some people think he shouldn't love the, the bad and the ugly, just love us if we good. Yeah. But he loves us all. And he wished that none of us should perish. The bad or the ugly, he don't want us to perish either. Want them to perish either, you know. God is faithful to us. And he will see us through if we give him a chance and wait on him. Yeah. I wanted things yesterday, prayed yesterday, and the Lord didn't move. Well, Lord, I'm able to come today and let it go. See, because once he's showing me that he's not moving quick on it, I just got to let it go and wait on it. It it, it don't mean he's not going to do it. He's just not doing it in my time. 
because it won't work together for my good if you do it today. But if you do it next week, if you do it next year, oh, honey, I'm going to be happy. And it'll never make me cry. It'll never make me sad that God gave it to me, what I asked for. Now, there are times I've asked for things I didn't know what I was doing. And when God gave it to me, I'm like, oh, no, Lord, I don't want this. Lord, I didn't know what I was what I was asking for. Lord, forgive me. Take this away, and he will do it. Yeah. I prayed for things. He gave it to me. Oh, uh-uh. Yeah. And he take it right on away from me. But he wanted to show me this what you wanted. I'm going to give it to you. But once I got it, it was not what I needed. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we thank God this morning <clears throat> for his word. And uh, again, I have enjoyed reading this. I like this, but I, I understand that, you know, many people don't. And, you know, they're like, no, that's not what God's talking about. Well, okay. It's all right. Yeah. It is all right in Jesus' name. All right. Harley. All right. Harley Black. I think this is the, um, maybe a song she's written. And uh, she told me that, she wrote me and told me that, you know, God had saved and everything. And, you know, she had made some changes in her life. And, yeah. She's doing better. She finally got the, the gist of God and living holy and things. So, um, you know, I, I, I saw that, and I, I think I encouraged her a little bit, and I kept going. Yeah. What God has for you, it is for you. What he has for me, it is for me. Mm-hmm. So if we uh, accept what he gives, Except what he allowed, we, we're better off. We're in good shape. And he can grow and multiply to us. Yeah. I like it when he multiplies. It gives me more. <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah. And so I'm thankful unto the Lord that he's able to do it for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So look, the studio is open. Um, if anyone has anything they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in. I'm going to the um, next request of the morning, and uh, when we come back, the studio is open. Help. 
the love worldwide www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah Hallelujah the lost the lonely boys Kevin is the name of that one and uh, I like that song myself I, I like the uh, the sound you know the music too but Lewis said From that. Shonda, good morning sent a sound emoji and said good teaching God bless you God bless you minister uh, Shonda Thank you so much. Yeah, so so I, I love that song, but Louis sent it to me a while back, right on listening to it, kept right on playing it, because I enjoy a lot of the music I'm being requested to play. And sometimes I think it's because they heard it here. Uh-huh. And uh, it's okay today in Jesus' name, and I love it. I love it. And, and see on yours are in here. Matter of fact, I'm going to dedicate this one to you. Is that the right song? Cover me with Fred Hammond and uh, Jay Moss and one more person with him. I hope this is the right song. I'm going to dedicate this one to you, and uh, I'm going to play it. Because I don't want anybody to think I don't want to play your song. Yeah, whatever it is, send it to me. Email it to me. Send it to me on Facebook. Tell me about it. I will play your song. Yes, sir. So let's go to this one. Cover me, Fred Hammond, J. Moss, and I can't think of the other guy's name. But Sion, I'm going to dedicate this one to you this morning. Hallelujah. 
that was shared for me at Calvary. Hallelujah. And today the blood still has its power. It hasn't lost anything. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God is faithful. God is faithful. Listen, the studio is open. If anyone has something they would like to say, please feel free to come in. Uh, well, to press that number one and come in. Yeah. And uh, share with us. You may have a testimony or something else may be on your mind. Or you, you may be able to say, well, I was Israel at one point. I, I was down there, but I learned to do better. Yeah. God is faithful. God is faithful. And so we thank him this morning again for his word because his word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And forever, oh God, thank you, Jesus. That word is settled in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know we go through a lot and uh, we hear a lot and uh, this one wrote this book and that one wrote that book, and I need help in this area. Let me tell you what I did. I went to the Lord in prayer to get help. Every time I needed it, I went to him. I had faith, trust, and patience. I trusted him, had the patience to wait on him. He come through and brought me more than I was expecting about my situation. Yeah. And, you know, he, he give us a sound mind, so he keeps your mind. If you want him to. Yeah. You can ask him to let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. You'll find yourself doing things that you thought you never would do that's right. He's pleased. Because you asked for it, he gave it to you, and now you're using what he gave you. Uh, going to the prison. I, I love that. I, I can't help myself. And that, that, that's a big, big thing for me. And let me tell y'all something. There's a lot of work to get to go. There's a lot. On Mondays, I did it today because yesterday I was a bit busy. But on Mondays, I go to the Florida Department of Corrections. And there are two brown boxes, pan-colored boxes at the bottom. One is for English and the other one it's for non-English speaking people. And I click the English button and put the information in there. By Thursday, I'm approved to go back. I have to do it every week. If I want to give something to the prison, I have to write uh, this lady. And she get it approved through the warden. And then I can take it to the prison, and they will accept it. There's a lady there. She became a sergeant. Real tough lady. I like a lot of them. Because when I go, I'm assured when I see her, it gives me hope that I am going to be safe. Because this woman don't play the radio. With incomers or outgoers, inmates or visitors, she don't, she don't pull no punches. And she don't show no favor. If you treat her nice, she's going to treat you nice. I have a wonderful, um, what do you call it, thermals. The thermal. Brother Lua, you remember the thermal that you put your hot coffee in and we would take it to work? Or the thermal we would put milk in it and take it to school? It's got three cups to it. 
I mean, it is beautiful. It came in a black box and a black bag. And I want to give this to this woman uh, as a gift of thank you. Now, I have to get in touch with the prison, give it to this lady. She get it approved by the warden. If he says yes, we can search it, scan it, then she can have it. Okay. Because in the case of 72, when I give gifts in certain places, like when I give gifts to clerks and stores, I never ask them for favors. Do this so you could do something for me. I went to the store one day and left a wallet. And of course, they know my brain brown is that shop there, you know. And the manager said, what? I said, I left a wallet. Put this to the side. I'll be right back. Now, I'm not putting that to the side. Take this with you, and whenever you come back, bring the store. It's money because it's going to be waiting on you. <laughs> I said, okay. But I came home, got my wallet, went back, and he said, didn't I tell you? I said, well, I was coming back. So I came back, you know. With the one, that was yesterday. And uh, she said, we want a pound cake. So see, this one store is a few miles from the other store. And the one that's closest to me been getting all the goodies. So the one that's a little bit distant that I go to every now and then, they heard about what was going up. So bring us a pound cake. Now, you done took them French coconut pie, brown it. We want the pound. So I told her to get me to Thursday. And I will bring them a pound. Our team, I take them brownies. And it's this one lady, she's so excited. Oh, boy. And she tell everybody that served me, hey, treat Miss Pittman with care now. That's the brownie lady. Oh, it tickled me. But I don't give to receive from them. You know, I, I give not only because God loves a cheerful giver, but it makes me feel good. Or oh, I like to see the smile on their faces. Those that had the treats before, if they get them again, oh, boy, they'd be excited. Oh, yeah, them good right there. She put pecans and walnuts in her brownies, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that just makes my day, you know, going to the prison and uh, buying food. Yeah, it, it, it's, just, it's just, oh, my goodness, it's just such a great feeling to be able to minister and break the word. That, 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 that's such a... A good thing, and then I hear a little impact from right here. Yeah, this one here, he says, yeah, because that means this, this, this. Oh, boy, that's, that's good. I sit there and I play cards. Yeah, I play cards. There's a game called Seven, and I love that game. Yeah, and so we have a wonderful, wonderful time. And then I leave out of there, come on home, singing on the highway. Sometimes I be sleeping, coming on home. It's hot some days, some days in the winter, it's freezing cold on freezing cold days, you know. But I thank God that he give me all the energy to do it, and he give me a love for it. Because he said, when you do this to the least of mine, you've done it unto me. Well, when did I not do it? When you didn't go to the prison and you could? When you didn't feed the hungry and you could? They came to you and told you they was naked. You didn't give them no clothes. They said they was in the hospital sick. You never went to visit. All kind of situations. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we like to get an upper class, I call them, you know, the upper bulls. 
Oh, I give to the pastor. Oh, I give to the church. Yeah, you know, we do all that kind of stuff. Somebody got a high position in the church, oh, we worship them. They can ask us to do anything. We'll fall down and break our neck doing it. But the least of them, them that don't dress so fancy on Sunday, you know what I'm saying? Them that don't have the hair cuts and the hair done every week when they come to church because they're trying to feed children and take care of a household. So they do a lot of homemade stuff. We don't pay them no attention. See, they ain't worth looking at. They ain't got nothing. Yeah, that's how we do church folks. I know the world do it, but a lot of church folks still in the world inside the building. Because a lot of folks in the place where they're building their own empire, and it's not the house of prayer. And Father God, we ask that you would help. The Lord, you would draw these people unto you, that you would save their souls. And God, give them a work that they would work to get other souls saved, for you wish that none should perish. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Morning to you, Minister Shonda. God bless you. Thank you so much uh, for the encouragement. Good morning to you, Brother Anthony. I know you out of Florida. If you got out of Florida by now, I'm going to have to make a call. <laughs> he had a long ways to go, I think, up to Boston, Massachusetts, somewhere like that, coming out of Florida. I see this man, he'll just drive all over the country. Good night. And I mean, he gets the job. I got to drop a load over here. And then I got to come back. But God going to send you through Florida, and you're going to have a day or two. And we'll get together, and I'll make sure you get some good food while you're here. And if you eat oxtails, now, I'm not going to get you a lot of them because we, we got the same problems. You know what I'm talking about. That's a long drive, wasn't it, Brother Lewis? Yes, sir. But I want to make sure you taste these oxtails, and um, it's already all right. And we'll get some peas and rice. And because uh, it's real good, but uh, you can only have a certain amount now, bro. After now, I can't send you out if you're here sick, but I will make you a nice fresh salad, and you can eat as much of that salad as you want. Yeah. Morning to you, Pastor David. God bless you this morning, and good morning to Sierra. God bless you this morning, and I'm glad I found your song because I would have. I knew I had did it, and I played it yesterday, but you know, uh, you know. We aging, right? <laughs> we aging over here, so you know we have to remember things and write things down, you know, and keep up with things. Yeah, and it's all right. <laughs> Good morning to your sister Dorothy Goodman. God bless you, Sugarfoot. I thank God for Dot. You have no clue how much I thank the Lord for you and Sister Irene. Oh, y'all doing a wonderful job. And that thing is growing over that prayer club. Oh, it's growing, it's growing, it's growing. And that's what I want to see. I want to see the growth that we come together, pray for each other. Somebody praying for you every day. Somebody praying for me every day because we in the prayer club. Nobody has to mention it. Oh, I'm praying for you. Oh, I'm praying for you, Gloria. I'm praying for you, Henry. I'm praying for you, Tim. Now, ain't nobody got to mention no name. We just pray for one another, everybody in the group. And I remember I said something about it, and Sister Dot said, but you're teaching it. Whoop. I've been out there in the wilderness with Israel here. I'm just complaining. Dot cut the complaint. Dot shot the complaint down. Boom, boom, blasted it. But you're teaching them. Have some patience to let them catch up. 
So now people don't come and just be selfish. Yeah. You see a lot of amens in there. Sister Dot done prayed. Uh, Sister Irene done prayed. But I see they kind of switch things up. Because Sister Irene prayed in the prayer closet. Yeah, so the dot post scripture in the prayer club. Then we have those chats. You can pray in that chat all you want to. Uh, we should be praying 24 hours a day because somebody awake. Somebody at their job on their phone, go on and pray in the chat room. In, in the prayer club, the prayer request club, and Jesus in the morning. It's open over there. Yes, we need prayers rolling around. Thank you so much, Sister Irene. God bless you. And uh, I thank God for your posting and your sharing. And I had to take that funny one you gave and just share it with everybody. I know somebody going to say, oh, she prayed for this, this, and that. Well, say what you got to say. But it was very funny to me. And uh, it talks about a man went into the women's restroom and said he identified as a woman. The daddy beat him up, knocked the teeth out, and said he identified as a tooth fairy. Then in case something, that thing was funny to me. But I, I got to be careful with that, too, because they put a thing out on News for Jacks. Uh, that's our, one of our news stations that traveling in Florida, uh, something with the LGBTQ something, and uh, that due to the governor, uh, they're trying to make it appear that the governor got people to do something to these people uh, when they're traveling. So be careful. That's what they put in the paper. Black, they say the black LBGQT. But you know, in my mind, it's just for anybody that's like that, anybody that, you know, a part of that community they call it. So, you know, I mean, some things can be funny because we're straight people, but to, to really hurt somebody. Now, you know, I wouldn't have been for no dad fighting no man, knocking his teeth out. No, I wouldn't have been for that. It was just a gesture, just a funny gesture. But I don't, you know, condone people beating up people, killing people, hurting people, really saying hurtful things to them just because they're different than you are. If you want change to come about, let's cry to the Lord. He'll hear our cry, and if it be his will, he'll change it. If not, we accept what God allows. Keep moving. Get the opportunity to witness. Witness in love. Not, not through your flesh now, but witness in love. And be careful how we talk to these people. There's a young man, he's on the Internet, and his name is Malcolm. And he'll tell you straight up, yes, I'm a girl, I'm a woman. Malcolm is very funny. But Malcolm has a very soft heart. Yeah. Malcolm have a heart of love. If if he, if Malcolm really get to know you, he will love you. And if you want to separate yourself from him or anything, I see it all the time in him. It may it'll make him cry. It'll make him upset. Yeah, but with the love that Malcolm has for people, and when you show him love, he show you love back. So 
So there's no need for me to dog Malcolm out, talk about him, say ugly things to him, and treat him wrong. That that, that he belonged to God. So whatever's wrong with Malcolm, I let God deal. Now, if Malcolm asked me, I got to tell Malcolm the truth. But how Malcolm lived his life, that's none of my business. It's really not. I pray for him, pray for his nephews. He got two nephews. He loved them, boys. <laughs> and he take care of them. And if it's one, he's the older of the two. I think his name DJ. He always doing something, just like it's like he always doing something. You don't, you know, Malcolm don't put him in trouble, you know, if it's not that bad. And uh, uh it's not something that, you know, warrants trouble, you know, punishment or anything. Malcolm talks to him. And he, I like the fact he got a beautiful kitchen. He runs all over the kitchen, getting a glass to pour this. Oh, no, I don't want that. I want water. And, uh. He, he, he made some waves on some things that caused some other people to be able to do it. And, and not just what they call gay people or the LGBT, but just people in general. Because he did this. All people can come in and be serviced in the way that they should because of him. Yeah. So there are different ones. Uh, you know, I used to watch this one. He used to eat all the time. And uh, he would cook a little bit, but most times he would have the food brought in to test to show us, you know, what was good and what we could eat and that kind of thing. And y'all know I'm in the food. So we don't come against people. We don't bother people. They belong to God. God made them for his pleasure. We treat these people right. Yeah. Tell them the truth. Treat them right, but when you're talking to them, it's got to be in love because they already, a lot of them offended already because they feel like people are against them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, look, that's what it said. Uh, that's what it said. That was the article, Brother Lewis. The NAACP gave the warning stating DeSantis is hostile to black people. But mine said the LBGQ or whatever it was. Black LGBTs or whoever that he was hostile against them, but now I don't I don't know that for sure. Uh, he never talked to me and you know told me nothing negative of, of Governor DeSantis. So I, I'm neutral. I'm not with it. I'm not without it because I don't support none of it because I don't know that. I don't know that he's like that. Other people are saying, well, he don't want the history of black people to be known. Yada, yada, yada. I don't know. Yeah, they call for a boycott. And I stay in my lane. I pray about what I want. Go on and say what you want and do what you think you're going to do. I pray about it. Because I heard the, the songwriter say, if you dig one ditch, you better dig two. The trap you set just may be for you. But see, it could be some misunderstanding. It could be some ignorance in there. Because I don't think this man could have just came out and said, hey, look here. If you're black and gay, if they black and gay, kill them this weekend if you catch them traveling alone or whatever. Or if they come on the on the road, on the interstate, on the store, give them the business. I, I don't think that's happened. 
But, you know, people have ways of, of doing things and saying things that other people get the gist of it, and you won't because they don't want you to because you're not a part of that. I heard the girl uh, on, on, I think she was on Facebook, if I'm not mistaken, one of them, could have been LinkedIn, and she told how they had a secret code word when black people went to, went to Cracker Barrel. Yeah, they, I got poison in Cracker Barrel. I'm honest. I, I, I don't know if they deliberately did it or what happened. And Shantae tried to tell me, she said, Mom, don't eat them greens. I don't think they're right. And I, I think it was turnips or mustard or something. And, you know, they have a little funny taste anyway. So I thought it was good. I ate the greens and liked to die. I had food poison. I had to go to the doctor. They cleaned my stomach out, though, and everything. I got better like that. But you're talking about a pain for something. I came from Ocala back to Jacksonville in deep pain. But God, yeah. So she said they got a secret word they use when they see black people come in Cracker Barrel. And I think the word is coon. And they do it on the walkie-talkie, you know, a, a, a way of communicating that you don't know what's being said. I figure if you don't want my money, I, I surely, I don't have to bring it over there because I can cook fried chicken and it ain't no chicken steak. I can get me a nice leg, thigh, and wing. There are other places that food is better. Mm-hmm. The food is much better. Yeah. So um, we just pray for everybody. We just pray for Americans. That's what you pray for. And Lord, those that, you know, don't have the mind of Christ, Lord, save these people. And give them the mind of your son, Jesus, so they'll do the work of him and they'll love like he loved. Hallelujah. Yeah. So if no one else have anything to say this morning, I will pray us out. And uh, we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you today. Thank you for your word. Father, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for all you have given to us, your grace, your mercy, most of all, your love. We thank you for being on our side in spite of us. We thank you for looking beyond our faults and yet meet our needs. Father, we thank you that we can cast our cares upon you, for you careth for us. Thank you that we can look to the hills today from which cometh our help. Father, all of our help comes from the Lord, you, who made the heavens and the earth. Today, O oh God, as we depart, Lord, bless our going out. Bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Father, help us to be that candle that sit on a hill that can't be hid 24-7. Help us, Lord, to hold up the bloodstained banner so others can see how to come to you. In the name of Jesus, today, O oh God, we Ask that, Lord, you would send a supply of money each of our ways. Money answers all things. Money makes us happy. Money makes us glad. And, Father, we want money, big, big money. The scripture said we have not because we ask not. And, Father, we don't believe we're asking amiss, but we are asking according to your word. And, Lord, when they needed money to pay taxes, Jesus told them to go down 
to the fish and get the money out of the fish and I render the God was God and render the Caesar was Caesar. Lord, today, money would bless us to render to Caesar was his for the items we purchase or the things that we pay for. Do it for all of us, God, in the name of Jesus. Do it for those that's coming through the chats of the prayer club, the prayer request club, Jesus in the Morning Radio over there. God, Freedom Doors Ministries, do it for them in the name of Jesus. Touch and heal this morning. Father, everyone that's sick, everyone that's feeling under the weather, Give us spiritual energy. Give us physical energy today. Lord, touch again and heal whatever is ailing us. You took a beating for the healing of the nation. Father, there's yet healing in the hem of your garment. We're pressing in this morning to touch the hem of your garment so that we can be made whole. It's you that heal all manner of sickness and disease. Do it today for your people here, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. And Father, give us a heart and mind throughout the day to pray for children in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for hearing this morning. We thank you for answering. Hallelujah. We thank you for your love. Again, we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. In the name of Jesus, go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today, May the 23rd, 2023, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and we're going to our last request of the morning. Watch out now, Louis. It's coming your way. It's coming your way. <laughs> on the building a long, long time ago. I turned around in a world of sin. I didn't work on the building anymore. I was lost in the heart of the wilderness. I was standing at the crossing of the road. I heard a voice speak soft and low, telling me which way to go. And he said, it's time to go back home, child. It's time to go back been wandering in the wilderness much too long. It's time to go back home. I wandered here, I wandered there. Months and years have passed. I had plenty of friends all the time. The life I lived was fast. When trouble came around me, all of my friends were gone. But I heard the same voice speaking in my ear. Telling me to go back home He said it's time to go back home Child, it's time to go back home You've been wandering in the wilderness much too long It's time to go back home I finally did what the voice said I turned and took my place I'm working back Singing in the choir God's amazing grace I know Jesus 